A absolutely zany day one of NHL free agency. It just keeps uh, extending the wackiness of this year's NHL offseason. We'll break down the big surprising moves from day one. Plus, nothing big from the Nashville Predators. But is that necessarily a bad thing? We'll talk about that, plus the depth guys they did get, and what we could see them doing today throughout the rest of the summer. Coming up today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day every single day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. Well, Ann, of course, I think we both know what the big story across the NHL is. A big signing that came out of absolutely nowhere. Something that I think a lot of people are going to be talking about for years to come. Mm -hmm. Nick Cousins going to the Florida Panthers on a two-year deal, uh, just about $2 million. I think this shook a lot of people to their core. Um, of course, I'm, I'm kidding. I think everybody really knows the big story is what Columbus did yesterday, um, something I think Blue Jackets fans are going to be talking about for a long time, something that I think makes them an instant contender. And that is Eric Goodbranson signing a four-year deal with the Blue Jackets. Absolutely backing up that back line. Uh, a four-year deal, big investment, but I think a lot of Blue Jackets are going to be happy with that. Um, you know, good day for the Blue Jackets. They signed other people too. Um, some guy named Johnny um, Jadreo. Jadreo. Jod, Jodra, yeah. I don't know. It's probably not important. He's um, probably not that good. Yeah, it's probably some minor deal. <laughs> AHL guy, who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, and Johnny Gaudreau is on the Columbus Blue Jackets, which is exactly what everybody predicted was going to happen at seven o'clock last night. Um, I love this. Like, oh. I absolutely love this deal. <laughs> Yeah, this I am so like when you are not emotionally invested, this is literally like sitting ringside at like a WWE event because this was insanity <laughs> in the hockey world. And I am 100% here for this. I think everybody felt like Goudreau was going to maybe go probably to the Devils. Maybe the Flyers were talking perhaps the Islanders. Okay. Well, this, that makes sense. And then literally out of nowhere at like, I'm like, was it a wrong number? And he just picked up like what happened? Columbus blue jackets get Johnny Gaudreau. And I am here for the absolute bat poop craziness. Yeah, when you use the WWE, for Columbus, this is like John Cena coming out from behind oh, the curtain yeah. at the 2008 Royal Rumble, where he had no idea he was <laughs> going to come there. But now that he did, it's like, holy crap, you can't help but cheer for this. You want to see this come out. 
uh, with a win on the other side. Um, it was funny. I was out um, hosting a trivia show last night. My voice is very tired because I also did three hours of trade deadline coverage for Locked on NHL podcast. Um, so I was, you know, I just happened to pull up Facebook just to see things. And I saw like uh, from one of the NHL, like a screenshot of the Elliot Friedman tweet. And I was like, this has to be like a Photoshop, right? Like this is like a parody. Right. It's like, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if Johnny Gaudreau was linked <laughs> to like every team and picked the Columbus Blue Jackets? Uh, and then like five, I was like, nah. And then like five minutes later, ESPN puts out their alert. It's like, yeah, Johnny Gaudreau going to Columbus. Um, and I was like, what? Yes. I, I love this, Anne, because you think of Columbus and that's like the poster child of like, Nobody good wants to play there. I mean, mm -hmm. you think about Seth Jones told the team he was going to explore the open market two years before he hit unrestricted free agency. Like he didn't even get to like his contract negotiating window before he told the team. It's like, yeah, don't bother. I'm going to test free agency. Yeah. Um, Artem Panarin like told the team a year in advance that he probably wasn't going to come back because he wanted to play near a body of water whatever the hell that means, you know, Sergei Bobrovsky, Matt Duchesne, you think of like all these good players, Rick Nash wanted out, like all these good players that Columbus keeps trying to bring in. And they're all like, yeah, it's a good team. Uh, don't really want to stay here. Mm -hmm. So finally it is fun. Like it's awesome to see one of the biggest free agents on the market, maybe the biggest free agent in terms of on ice performance to hit the open market in several years, probably yes. since Artemi Panarin, actually choosing to come to Columbus and be a part of it. Yeah, I absolutely love this. I love this for the Blue Jackets, for their fan base. I love this for the chaos across the league. But I do think that it really speaks to, and, and, and you and I talked about this before we started recording, I cannot wait for the press conference because I'm really interested to hear what Johnny Gaudreau has to say about this decision because he could have gotten more money in other places. So this wasn't a decision based on, well, you know, it's Columbus, but they offered me the most money. It wasn't that at all. And so I'm really interested and excited to hear what he has to say about it. Now, I will say this, there's a little tiny part of me that's like, I love this for Columbus, especially because Torts is not there. Yeah. Like, that, that you don't like deserve Johnny Gaudreau, my friend. So now that you're gone, maybe it looks a little better. Now that's petty. But yeah, I feel like um, he could have gotten more money. It's a seven-year, $68.25 million contract. So about $9.75 million AAV. And the rumors are that both Calgary and New Jersey put $10 million and up and it, on the table and Johnny Gaudreau said, no, thank you. Well, you can understand why he wouldn't want to go back to Calgary. And I know a lot yeah. of people are saying, oh, this is like an insult to the Flames. No. It's got to be hard for an American player um, to play north of the border, especially post-COVID. Yes. Um, you know, it probably he went a long time, you know, in that bubble playing in Canada, probably without you know, even, you know, without seeing his family, even now it is a pain in the ass to go back and forth across it the is. border to the extent that we saw teams like Vancouver last year bus from, you know, I think they said from Vancouver to Seattle to fly out for all of their games. 
uh, because it was like easier to do that than it was to book flights in and out and do all this stuff. So you get it. You would understand why he yeah. wouldn't want to go back to Calgary. Um, I do think he genuinely liked playing for the Flames, but I think that's just you sure. know, his, his wife is pregnant and you know he, he's apparently got some other family issues going on back home. So he probably you know just wanted to make it mm -hmm. easier to kind of travel around. Um, a lot of people thought that he was going to go to New Jersey just because he's from New Jersey. He grew up in the Philadelphia area. Um, right. You know, I think maybe he just wasn't sold on the mm -hmm. Devils, you know, maybe. And, maybe and, and you can, you know, I mean, in his defense, you can see where that could be a thing. And the other thing, too, and I just want to put this out there as somebody who has lived in Ohio, Columbus, and I'm a Penn State girl. So mm -hmm. this hurts me a little bit to say because of Ohio State, but Columbus is an incredible city. It really is. And it, it gets kind of a, a bad rap. But I think, you know, I think it's a neat little city. It's not on the water. But it's, you know, it's a neat little city. And it's not that far from home. And, you know, it makes good sense. His wife, I believe, is a she's a, an ICU nurse or she's a nurse of some kind. They've got great, you know, great hospitals there and all this stuff. So, you know, personally, I can make it make sense. It's just funny to me. Because really and truly, did you see this coming? If if I had said to you, it's not going to be Philly, New York Islanders, or the Devils, would you have gone, oh, well, then it's going to be the Blue Jackets? It's like, it has to be the Blue Jackets, right? <laughs> like they're, they're that next tier of teams ready for the cup. Um, I mean, gosh. It reminds me, to bring it back to a Preds perspective, it's not unlike when Paul Correa signed with the Predators in 2005. Because Paul Correa was one of the most popular players of that era in the mm -hmm. entire NHL, like one of their most marketable guys. Um, and, you know, he, he had just gone to the cup finals a couple of years earlier with the Anaheim Ducks or the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, as all our old school people knew them as at the time. Um, you know, he'd gone to the Colorado Avalanche. And a lot of people were thinking, OK, here's like a good player that can go to like help a team. You know, a lot of people were thinking like, hey, maybe Detroit, um, maybe like go back to Anaheim or something like that. And it said he picked Nashville. And a lot of people were like, whoa, didn't see that one coming. Why are you going to Nashville? And he's like, because the team was fun. Like that's yes. basically what he said. He said, I want like we I played against them a bunch. They're like a really fun team. They're really mm -hmm. fast. They seem to fit my style. I like Barry Trotz. And so yeah, that's why I came here. And that was kind of that was like before Nashville was like the it city, like before mm -hmm. like every like family with a stash of white polos and dresses wanted to move here. Like this was like just where Nashville was kind of some B list team with like a, like some B list, like hockey market. Mm -hmm. uh, and Paul Korea kind of created a windfall, you know, of players wanting to maybe come here and buy in. So maybe that's what Johnny Gaudreau is for Columbus. Maybe, you know, if he goes there, maybe he's able to now go out, and say, you know, hey, you know, Columbus is a good city. Like, yes. it's fun. The hockey team is great. Look at all these young players like Kent Johnson and Cole Sillinger we have to work with. Like, we're going to be a fun team. Why don't you come and be a part of it? Yes. Huge for Columbus in that regard. Huge. And you know what? And I think you hit on something. Never underestimate just the vibe between coach and player, player and teammates 
players and fans. Like there is something you can talk about money and you can talk about pursuing a cup and those things absolutely are important, but never underestimate when a player hits it off with a coach or with the vibe of a team. Like that's not nothing. And so I'm really excited to hear from Johnny Gaudreau and hear him kind of lay out, look, these are the things that, that really did it for me when it comes to the Blue Jackets. I can't wait. Yeah, we'll talk about more free agency uh, around the NHL in a second, plus the Preds' lack of moves on day one and why that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's what we're going to be talking about in just a second. But first, want to take a second and mention today's show is brought to you by Athletic Greens and their new product, AG1. I use AG1 every day. I've told this story a bunch of times before. They sent us uh, a free little supply when we uh, started doing this as a sponsor. Uh, I am not like a green powder guy. It didn't really look that appetizing. Uh, I tried it and I'm glad I did because it tastes great. And most importantly, it makes me feel great. I have more energy throughout the day. I'm not crashing hard at one or two in the afternoon. Uh, I don't have weird digestive problems anymore. And I blame it all on AG1, or I guess attributed. Blame's kind of a weird word for something you're hyping up, but yeah. Anyway, what is AG1? Well, with one delicious scoop, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day, right? The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, your immune system, energy recovery, focus, aging, pretty much everything. It costs you less than $3 a day, which is cheaper than all those uh, Starbucks coffees you're getting every morning. And you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. You're saving money by not having to go buy like 50 different pills, vitamins, and all that. Nope, you're getting it all in one place. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews online and recommended by professional athletes and personal trainers everywhere. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenience, daily nutrition, just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com NHL network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So Columbus did something huge. Uh, the Nashville Predators didn't do anything huge. Uh, in fact, they really didn't do much of anything. Um, thoughts on that, Anne? You know what? You sit and you wait all, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like I was refreshing, refreshing, refreshing because you kind of wait with the anticipation. Oh, something's going to happen. But in the end, I think Nashville made a, a pretty wise statement by not doing much. They really didn't do anything. And I have to tell you that in a lot of ways, that was reassuring to me because it doesn't, it didn't feel desperate. It didn't feel like, oh my gosh, we're getting, you know, chained to something that's not a long, good, wise, long-term thing. So I actually, it, you know, I was bored in that sense. You know, I was there, it was yeah. a little boring, but when you look at the big picture where you look, when you look at where Nashville's at, when you look at their cap space and you look at what they need and you look at the contracts that were given out yesterday, 
very glad that Nashville kind of sat tight. Like they just sort of sat tight. And I think doing nothing yesterday made a reassuring statement to me. Yeah, I think you hit on something where I would have, you know, there's a lot of people that could have helped Nashville that went mm -hmm. off the market yesterday. But again, the deal has to be right. Like right. would I have loved um, Andre Burakovsky in Nashville? Oh, gosh, yeah. Absolutely. Would I have loved Andrew Kopp in Nashville? Also, absolutely. I think they would have instantly helped the team. Would I have loved them for more term and more money per year than Mikhail Granlund? Uh, that's where, you know, you balk a little bit. And that's, yes. you know, a, a lot of people are, you know, are kind of, you know, I, I don't want to say panicking right now mm -hmm. on Twitter, but I've seen a lot of stuff. It's like, well, now, you know, who's left? Like, what do we do now? I mean, there's still plenty of great options out there. Phil Kessel is somebody that we've talked about. There's, you know, even as far as yesterday, there's, you know, some talk that, hey, those two teams may be uh, in on each other. Like those two sides may be talking, mm -hmm. um, you know, but you also have to be wary about the cat space. And I know a lot of people yes. are talking about, oh, well, Nashville has like, uh, you know, nine and a half million to play with right now. Trenton's only going to be like one and a half to two. Um, but you also have to think long term. And yeah, the Predators have cap space this year, uh, but it's not exactly a flexible cap picture. I mean, Forsberg's bat, you know, here for eight years. You have Deshane <laughs> locked up for four more, Johansson for three more, Mikhail Granlin for three more. Uh, Sissons for four more, Yossi for six more, McDonough and Ekholm for four more. So it's, you know, right. not like there's a bunch of bad contracts or money being freed up over the next couple of years. So if you add somebody, you know, for five and a half, six million on a five-year deal, you're kind of locking yourself into a corner. And let's not forget, we have Phil Tomasino, Colton Sissons, who are restricted free agents after this coming year. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to be need a raise. And then all of a sudden, you're kind of backed into a corner. So, yeah, there, there's I would have loved to see the Predators go out and bring in one of these like high scoring middle six forwards. But at the price they were going for, that would have been an overpay for Nashville. And I'm not sure it would have helped their cap situation. Agree a hundred percent. I think inflation, you saw inflation in NHL contracts yesterday because so many of the players that I was like, hmm, interesting. I felt like the prices were a little higher and the terms were a little bit longer than what I had anticipated. You know, you, you know, and I agree with you. I think, oh my gosh, it'd be so fun to get Burakovsky here. I mean, ooh, yeah. you know, that would be so amazing. But again, you look at five years, $5.5 million, and you think, okay, that hand tie, you know, that ties the hands of the Nashville Predators down the road. And there really, there was only one deal where I was like, could have got in on that. Yeah. Coil. Like, did you go to the bathroom? Like, was there a bathroom break poorly timed that you didn't get in on this? Um, and that was David Perron. But yeah, you know, it, I'm still okay with it. You know, and it it's boring. I get it. It's boring. I think Nashville Predators fans were like, "Yeah, Philip Forsberg, let's keep going." And but 
boring, but wise. I think the predators were very wise not to get in on a lot of the action that was happening yesterday. And like you said, let's not forget, there are still some players out there that are available that, you know, may be great fits for Nashville at much more affordable prices, much shorter terms. So, you know, let's, let's not wring our hands yet. I think doing sometimes doing nothing makes a much more wise statement. And that's what happened yesterday. Yeah. And I think for Nashville, there's also multiple holes you have to fill. Right. Uh, especially on that Ford core, like, you know, you, one guy worth $6 million isn't going to, you know, it may help your second line, but there's still some gaps on the back end of that right. lineup that you have to address. Um, and the other thing, as you mentioned, free agency's not over yet. Right. In fact, NHL offseason's not over yet. You know, there's a lot of players, as you mentioned, that are more affordable. And you still want to swing for the fences if you still think you need, like, you know, somebody out there. JT Miller is still available via trade. Mm -hmm. It sounds like with Gaudreau coming in, Patrick Line is going to be available uh, for trade in Columbus. And then, what do you all think about that one? I mean, it's it's interesting. Like, okay. you know, as early as yesterday morning, there was talk that they probably weren't going to, you know, the two sides weren't really hell bent on getting back together. Maybe mm -hmm. Gaudreau changes that. Like, maybe Line A is willing to come back and, and try out Johnny Gaudreau a little bit more and have him kind of on the opposite side of his wing. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, but if he's out there and that's somebody the Preds want to go after, not only, you know, is he available, but if you're the Preds, you have more flexibility to kind of take your time and make a trade, maybe clear up some cap space in the process. Maybe you send like a Ryan Johansson back the other way. I'm, I'm, like I'm just putting it out there, like, but maybe you'd like address the cap a little bit and maybe right. clear somebody off your books to, you know, help bring in somebody like a JT Miller or Patrick Line and still make it work for your team long term. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely, that was something that kind of began floating around last night after the whole Johnny Gaudreau thing. It's like, okay, are they going to have to move line A because they brought in Gaudreau? And, and I was like, you know, y'all don't, don't give me dreams. Don't no, give me dreams. Don't put hope out there. Don't put hope out there. It is crushing in hockey. Hope will kill you in hockey. But yeah, Patrick Line is an interesting one. Um Yet there's still, and like you said, there. this was just day one. I mean, not everybody does their Christmas shopping on Black Friday, everybody. So just everybody breathe. There are still Cabbage Patch dolls to be had. We don't have to worry. Um, you know, I'm curious about a couple people who didn't go somewhere. And that's something that I would like to get your opinion on in just a second, Nick, about a couple players that are still floating around out there and, and where you think they might go. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But first, we do have to talk to you about something amazing from our friends at Built Bar. And we are, of course, talking about the coconut brownie chunk puffs. So from the Built, I can hear hear you, Nick. <laughs> there, I hear you. And we're not talking about Mark Borbieski. We are talking about a really healthy, delicious built bar that is available now. It is a gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the coconut brownie chunk built bar, but now they have turned that magic into a coconut brownie chunk 
puff. And it is a huge treat. It is the coconut brownie chunk flavor that you love in a delicious chewy marshmallow. And of course, like all Built Bars, it is covered in 100% real chocolate. They are also not only delicious, but they are good for you. They are low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein. And the bottom line really, let's face it, is that they are delicious. They are unfortunately only here for a limited time. So you're gonna wanna go to build.com to make sure that you don't miss out. They are going really fast. And I will tell you that my 18 year old is part of the problem. We got a couple in the mail to try and he ate both of them in one sitting. So when I tell you that coconut brownie chunk puffs are amazing, I'm telling you they're amazing. Um, the best part of course about anything from Built Bar it's not just that they're healthy, it's that they taste amazing. You can enjoy a treat guilt-free because they are actually good for you. It's the perfect treat. It's perfect for when you're just kind of craving a little bit of something sweet, but also if you're on the go this summer and you need to take something along with you that is healthy, you're gonna wanna grab something from Built Bar. It is delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, and creamy marshmallow. So go to built.com and you can order your box of coconut brownie chunk puffs right now. That's built.com. And while you're there, use our promo code LOCKED15 and you can get 15% off your order. That is code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, so we're talking about uh, Preds and uh, some players they may go after. And I know, mm -hmm. and there's there's people you want to talk about, people that are still available on the open market. Uh, let's first talk about some of the Preds that went elsewhere. Nick Cousins, yes. we mentioned, uh, going to the Florida Panthers on a two-year deal. Um, you know, like Cousins as a player, I think he'll do really mm -hmm. good in uh, Florida. Maybe add kind of that missing dimension that they're missing down there. Um Matt Luff going yes. to the Red Wings. That's another sneaky good pick. You know, he's probably somebody mm -hmm. that's going to help them in Grand Rapids. But, you know, if Ish hits the fan, as he showed in Nashville last year, he's pretty good at – he's a pretty good NHLer. You know, he came in there and, and helped out, uh, was very good in limited minutes for the Preds. Um, and then Jeremy Davies, uh, it, you know, said that that experiment didn't exactly work out. He goes to the Buffalo Sabres. So – yeah, a couple of, couple of threads going elsewhere. Yep. We also, Matt Benning. This one I thought was very interesting. Ended up with San Jose, four-year deal. So go Matt Benning. And, of course, our dear friend, David Riddick. David Riddick going to the Jets. So, you know, it'll be good to see him. He is one-year deal with the Jets. But, you know, wish David Riddick well. There is literally no way you could not love David Riddick off the ice. So, you know, good things for him. Glad he, you know, found somewhere to land. Yeah. Um, what do you think about some of the players still on the market, Anne? Yeah, the one that is most surprising to me is Nazem Kadri. Mm-hmm. You know, I really felt like he was somebody who was going to be one of the first ones to generate some movement and generate some things. And and really, things were pretty quiet about him yesterday. So very interesting to me. Where, like, what is that about? Do you think? And where do you see him ending up? Well, I think a lot of it is, and we were talking about this in the live stream yesterday. It could be potentially he's just not getting the offers he thought he may get. 
on the open market. Um, and I think a key indicator of that is the fact that, you know, both Colorado and not uh, Cadre's camp said yesterday that, hey, the abs are still in the mix. And with their cap right. situation, you would have to think, oh, that's probably a, a bit of a discount then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think, you know, after the year he had like 86 points or, or whatever it wound up being, which was a career high, um, but it was also kind of an outlier for how his career's gone. You know, I think Fair. maybe he yeah. thought maybe he could get like 8.8, like an eight by eight contract somewhere, um, you know, seven, nine, that kind of thing. Um, and maybe, you know, teams are kind of more willing to offer somewhere in the, you know, mid to high sixes or, or sevens somewhere, or maybe right. a shorter term deal. Um, so I think from that end, maybe they're trying to regroup and saying, okay, well, you know, if we back our contract demands up a little bit, you know, what are some of the teams that are now going to be affordable? You may open yourself up to more teams if you break down your asking price. And maybe that's where Kadri is right now. Uh, there's a lot of talk that he may go back to Colorado, that they're not necessarily right. out of it. Um, I've heard that uh, the Calgary Flames, now that Gaudreau's out of the picture, need somebody to kind of play on their second line behind Elias Lindholm. Um, that would be a good addition mm-hmm. to kind of keep Calgary in the mix and help them build off some of their momentum from last year. Um, and then there's the teams that miss on Gaudreau, like the New Jersey Devils, who intent on wanting to take that next step towards contendership to the point that they were willing to trade the number two overall pick this year to get like an immediate help, like some immediate help this year. Um, So maybe they go out and offer the contract that they were going to offer to Gaudreau, knock a couple million off it and give it to Mm -hmm. Nazem instead. Um, Who knows? I think there's a lot of teams. I don't really have a good prediction right now. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of teams I think that it makes sense for him to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think for me personally, I would keep an eye out for the Calgary Flames. I think there might be something there. Yeah, that would make good sense. And and I'm with you. I wouldn't count Colorado out necessarily either on that. But Calgary would be interesting. Who is the player that's out there that you think the Predators should talk to today? Well, but we've talked about Phil Kessel. Come on. I think he's a perfect fit. Um, Another underrated guy, Nino Niederreiter. Remember, we were talking about him uh, in podcasts a while back as maybe Mm -hmm. being an option. Um, You know, he's kind of one of those like sneaky scores, guys that always scores more goals than he does assists. So his like point totals are kind of out of whack. Um, But he's always good for 40 to 50 points a year. Uh, He plays with like, again, if you're talking about Preds liking that identity, Nino Niederreiter is a pretty good uh, indicator of, you know, that identity. He is an absolutely pain in the ass to play against, <laughs> uh, likes to get under people's skin. And you put him maybe with a Ryan Johansson. And that's something that, you know, there's a lot of pop on that second line. And he's an upgrade over, you know, Ellie Tolvanen and mm-hmm. um, Luke Cunning. So maybe yeah. you get some more output, which wound up being sort of the difference down the stretch last year. Mm-hmm. I really like that idea. Now, you know, my heart has been set on Phil Kessel since you brought it up way back at the trade deadline and the dream still lives. I'm not going to lie. Would love to see what happens with Phil Kessel. But I agree with you about Nita Ryder. Like this is this is a saucy, saucy player. 
And I like that. I like we talked about yesterday, bring in somebody who kind of already plays with that identity and throw them in there. And especially with somebody like Ryan Johansson, I really am intrigued by that idea. I would be thrilled if the Predators went out and at least had some conversation with him because I, I think that would be somebody who would be a great fit as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anybody else that kind of stands out that hasn't been signed yet that's surprising to you? Rem Pitlick. <laughs> you, you're going all in on Rem Pitlick. I am all, look, look, I get it. I do. I get it. But Rem, Rem Pitler, I don't, I don't understand. But anyway, that's just my own cross to bear. I don't understand it. But yeah, don't yeah. think I didn't watch and don't think that I don't have notifications for yeah. where Rem is going to go next. Yeah. Hey, I mean, the Preds need some middle six depth. Who knows? If I mean, there, if there was ever a chance. Yeah. I mean, look, I think he plays a different style than what the Predators are maybe looking for, but he's such a yeah. smart player. But we'll, I won't, we don't need, we don't need my Rem Pitlick speech today. So we'll save that for another day. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of save it for another day, there is still a lot of free agency to talk about still a lot yes. coming up ahead. Uh, obviously we don't have time for all of it in one show, but luckily we have a full week's worth of shows. Uh, so we will talk again tomorrow about the Preds off season strategy, whether they do anything today, uh, we'll break it down for you tomorrow. There's probably going to be a lot more signings coming in today. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, Hey, by the way, the Predators development camp yeah. going on right now. Uh, we are going to talk about development camp, uh, barring anything absolutely wild happening with the Preds. Uh, we'll talk about development camp at some point though. And we've got uh, yes. some sound from some of the top prospects, uh, Luke Prokop, uh, Yaroslav Askarov coming over to America for the first time. So more great stuff ahead. <coughs> coming up. Choked. Yeah, getting choked up just thinking about it. Uh, and where where can uh, the people find you? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Read my work at onthefourcheck.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know uh, what you thought of the Preds' free agency strategy or lack thereof so far. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with, uh, who knows, maybe some more free agency talk. We'll see what happens between now and then. See ya.